You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, and Brenthurst Wealth has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager. 2023 and for many years before that as well. Today we've got a slight sort of diversion from the normal subject matter we have on It's My Money and it's all about Japan and Andre Basson who's on the telephone with me now says the following why I like Japan and maybe without me reading the intro Andre you could tell us why you like Japan suddenly. Yeah thanks Lindsay yeah it's great to talk to you again. Thank you. Yeah I, I, I like Japan just maybe a quick background. Well, we we forget about this, but in the 80s, Japan used to be a, a darling of the market. It used to be 45% of the world index, and the US those days were only 33%. But there was a was a big you know bubble and people chasing thing Japanese index way too high, and there was a big crash in 92. And after that, you know, Japan was just like a very, very bad investment for decades on it. But that's starting to change. So. I think the reason why I like Japan, you know, this we, we forget about this, but it's still the second biggest market globally. It's a developed market. It's not a Mickey Mouse, you know, market that doesn't have good regulation, etc. So the U.S. today is very much overcrowded, not overcrowded, but it's the biggest place. Seventy percent of the index, Japan is six, UK four, and then France at three. So it's a uh, well-regulated. The second one, which is one of the biggest ones, it has a very low correlation to the U.S. market. So if any client invests in a in the world index or in most portfolios that is more active, they will have a very big position to the U.S. with good reason. Some of the best companies in the world is in the U.S. But with that, you don't have very high diversification um, because if the U.S. goes up, everything goes up. And if it goes down, same story. But Japan is interesting. It has a very low correlation to the U.S. So most of the time, if the U.S. goes down, Japan keeps up quite well. So it just brings that element of stability in the portfolio for a client. Yes, but doesn't that, is, isn't that a double-edged the... sword? Sorry to you, but isn't that a double-edged sword as well, Andre? Because, I mean, it's, see, let's say that we get the normal year-end surge in 2023 in the United States going into the, uh, the, the holiday period. Is it the case then that Japan might not participate in that surge? Yeah, I think it, it might be like you say, but at the end, my experience with clients is that they don't want to get too technical. At the end of the day, they just want to look at the bottom line, the UM of the portfolio. If they started with 10 and a year from now it's 11, they're happy. So if the US goes, goes down, Japan helps that client to see at the bottom line, the bottom figure is not that much down. It actually just helps them to stay the course. So the job of the Jap- Japanese equity in your portfolio is obviously not just that diversification needs to grow over time because it doesn't help you have a, a diversification element, a low correlated asset class, but it doesn't grow over time. So we'll get to the growth now. Yeah. But um, I'm happy if the U.S. go up and the J- Japanese don't participate in that too much If as long as it, it grows over time. Yeah, it's still okay. It's got some really great companies. I mean, household names. I mean, there's not many people that won't have have had contact with one of these companies' products. Nikon, 
Sony, Toyota, Honda, Mizuno, Komatsu, and the list would go on as well. And to me, this is all, all to do with the currency. We ought to talk about the currency because the dollar-yen exchange rate is terribly, terribly important for Japanese exporters and can affect the, the performance of Japanese companies quite drastically, can't it? Yeah, so it's, it, it can, wherever you, if you own a European company or Japanese company or South African company for that matter, there will be a very uh, element of influence whether the, uh, the currency goes up or down. But at the end of the day, I look at the long-term track record to see if is this company able to, to give growth to shareholders to, to make profit, whether the currency goes up or down. And a lot of the time, these are, are global companies, like you mentioned, Toyota, Mizuna. These are global companies that, that earn currency all over the world. So at the end of the day, the yen yes, is, is listed in Japan. But uh, if you look at the, the base effect of all the earnings around the world, the yen is not that, that big player. All right, let's have a look at your next point now. You say reforms are underway, fear and greed elements. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so humans are... We, we're quite strange creatures. When everything, everybody's fearful about something, we tend to feel we should be afraid to. And then we, you know, we get mad. We, we, we do stupid things. And, and same with greed. If Bitcoin goes up, everybody now wants to buy Bitcoin, whether they understand it or not. So the, the Japanese, what I'm meaning with that is after the crash, the Japanese managers and, and a lot of people all over the world, they, they were too conservative on Japanese stocks and the Japanese management of Japanese companies. They've hoarded cash too much and they haven't deployed the cash within that business as they could have because they were afraid, because they had that pain the, the, still in the, in the me- recent memory. Now, one company, for to make a good example of this, is Subaru, the auto manufacturer. Yes. They have so much cash on the balance sheet, it's the equivalent of 50% of that company's market cap. Yeah, but before you go on, people punish, I mean, investors traditionally punish companies that to have all that cash and actually don't deploy it somewhere. So, I mean, it sounds fantastic. But on the other hand, if they don't do anything yeah, so with it, people will start to get a little bit annoyed, I would have thought. Yeah, 100% you, you spot on, and that's one of the reasons I'm positive on Japan is because there's this, in Japan... There's a saying, when a nail stands out, they get knocked in back, back in again. <laughs> so there's this reforms underway a lot. All, there's an the expectation that, that managers in Japan should start deploying this cash. And the, the status quo should be that you shouldn't have all this cash on, on your balance sheet. You start do something with it. And one of the things they're doing, except for paying out dividends, is they're starting to do share buybacks. And they are doing share buybacks at a very low share price. So Subaru, for instance, is an 8 PE. But if you take that, the cash they have on balance that, you know, is 50% of the market cap, it should actually be a 4 PE. But they're taking the cash, they're buying back stock, so they're going to drive up the price for the share price automatically. But the difference the, the, between the Japanese stocks um, and, and Americans, the, they, the American, you know, companies like Apple, etc., a lot of these companies, they buy back stock with debt, not with cash. Well, now they need to pay back that debt at a higher interest rate. Well, the Japanese, they're too conservative, but that's starting to change now. If they just moderate a little bit and let, get a little bit more aggressive, then you're going to see an uptick in, in, in prices in the Japanese 
uh, index. There must be um, also another factor which you highlight, and that is that people are very, very much underweight Japanese securities, and you know it's it's not going to it's not going to change overnight because of it. Japan's always been there, always will be there, and it's not suddenly people are going to listen to this podcast and say, right, I've got to get some exposure to Japan. But on the other hand, if they are underweight and Japan does start to uh, perform and the yen does you know behave itself and the government as well does does some nifty monetary policy uh, then there could be there could be a significant inflow i would have thought yeah so so if i'm a fund manager in in the institutional space and i'm sitting in london new, you know new york or geneva and i've got the whole world that i can pick from where where do i invest and you you make a picks and, and there you go and and some of your clients come to you and say yeah but this japanese market they're starting to grow why why are we not in there and what is the exposure to Japan? So if you're only 6% in Japan, or most of these guys are, are less than 6%, then all of a sudden, institutional money goes to Japan, you're going to have a very, very big tailwind of, of uh, demand, and that will drive up prices even more. And that, that hasn't even started yet. So that might be a tailwind going, um, not the main reason why I would invest in Japan, main re- reason would be good companies, low prices, and reform starting to happen. But these, this institutional money that still needs to go there, or could possibly go there, can, can be a massive tailwind. You say it's a paradise for stock pickers. This is your last point. You say historic growth of certain fund managers shows that they can significantly outperform the index. And I don't know how many companies are listed on, on the exchanges in Japan, but there, there must be some, some nuggets out there. Do you invest in, in an ETF or do you actually pick stocks, Andre? Well, I, I, you can do both. Um, if you use an ETF, so just, the, just the MSI World Index, by, by default, you invest a certain part of that in your topics, in the Japanese uh, index. Yes. But if there's a couple of, of, of managers out there, you know, active fund managers, that has significantly outperformed the topics, the, the Japanese market. So why that I picked that up a couple of times and I saw well, this is interesting because it's very difficult in the US to do that, to outperform S&P 500 or the NASDAQ or whatever your um, benchmark is, depending on the, the fund you use. But I feel like there's much less research done on Japanese stocks and there's much more nuggets to get there than that there is in the U.S. market. And the U.S. market is obviously dominated by all these big tech companies. So I just the proof is in pudding always for me. So if I look at the fund fact sheet of a certain fund manager, consistently they can outperform the index. Obviously, it's a great hunting ground for, for these um Fund manager. So I, I, I like to use one or two active fund managers um, in addition to the existing portfolio. Very good. I'm going to add one point to yours, and that is me playing devil's advocate again, and that's the ageing population of Japan. It's been ageing for a long time. It's continuing to age. I know China's ageing as well, but Japan really started the ageing process in that part of the world, and that has really has affected local consumption. And therefore, very much a reliance on the exporters. But as long as, as I said before, the currency behaves itself, then the export um, companies listed in Japan should do very well. Would you agree with that or is it too simplistic? Yeah, no, no, 100%. Uh, you know, interesting story is that there's more adult diapers sold in Japan than baby diapers <laughs> yes. because of the aging problem. Yes. So I think it, it is a problem. My counterpunch to your argument would be there's a lot of the times there's a difference between Main Street and Wall Street. You know, the economy is lagging 
sector as well. They, they do have a demo, uh, demographic problem with the aging population. But if you understand how that affects certain companies and which can benefit from that, you can still, you know, adjust to it. But um, 100%, I'd rather, I'd rather have a growing demographic than a, you know, aging one. But um, it is a problem. It's one to, to keep in mind. And I, I think it's also one of the reasons why the stock market has been depressed. But in my opinion, a bit too much. So, yeah, that's... Okay. Very good. Uh, very, very interesting stuff. And yeah, I'll keep an eye on uh, one eye on Japan now that you've alerted me to the potential of it. Your bottom line, uh, just for the final comment, is don't chase a winner, but include Japan as part of a global portfolio more than 8%. Andre, thank you very much for your insight. Andre Basson is from Brentos Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.